Kingdom Speakers, you asked and we delivered. This would be what we call take three <laughs> with evangelist Cornelius Williams. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. So explain yourself. If there's any doubt... Why take three? If there's any... Well, because the veteran listeners of Kingdom Speak will remember when you go back and listen to our episode entitled Secret Sauce, it starts by me saying... Take. Take two. Mm -hmm. Which was probably one of the low points in my podcast life (laughs) when I had to redo an intro. (laughs) Because I referred to our right honorable guest. I actually didn't know how to refer to him, so I stopped mid-sentence yeah, and was like... He, he had the, the deer-in-the-headlights look, kind of like, what do I call him? Right, because in church world, if he's not a pastor, you don't call him a pastor. But if he is a pastor and you don't call him a pastor, <sighs> then you just slighted the individual. Woo! Right? That's disrespectful. So, you know, I almost I came this close to complimenting him and this close to insulting him, so I am like... All of this happened in my brain, so I said, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to redo this. Yeah. So it was take two. Yeah. And then the chorus of comments began to roll in after this episode that said, we need more corn. We do. So we we need more more corn. corn. (laughs) So if there's ever a doubt, come back to this camera. I need to talk to the audience. If there's ever a doubt that we listen to you, and that we hear you when you talk to us. We do hear you. <laughs> and when you say things like we need more corn, we do hear that. How, how is that for an emotional? Wow. Was that good? It would have been done much better with your Star Wars yeah. background. <laughs> oh, you want Music, yeah. Yeah, you know, a little. Can, come on. Yeah, there it is. When there. you as a kingdom speaker reach out to us, <laughs> we hear it. And your voice does matter. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, we're going emotional today. I guess we are, man. Uh, there is a drummer that chimed in for with a review, and I'm a drummer, so I have to shout this guy out. Or gal. I should not assume it's a guy. However, it says, drummer for God. And I'm like, all right. He says, I just finished listening to your 2023 podcast about opportunity. And wow, I love your show. And it's nice to hear someone that started behind the drums finally getting a mic. Oh, "Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gives me hope. Can't wait to hear what's next. I also love when y'all Canadians be saying a boot. A boot. (laughs) Wow. We've never said a boot. A boot. I don't say that. Anyway, that is from Columbus Drummer, and we will say amen to you. Sir. Can I get a amen? amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Yeah. So here we are, man. Part two. Here we are. Here we are. And you'll never believe we were in a Chick Fil A line, and there he yeah. was again, right? The, it, it was. It was <laughs> the lengths that God will go. Unbelievable to make the miraculous Unbelievable. happen. And today's session is about lying. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes. So the, it, it, amongst all of the fun that mm. we had and are having, this is the truth. The overwhelming chorus mm -hmm. of commenters was, please have part two. So, man, we are glad that you agreed to come back without making me fly all the way to Houston <laughs> to buy a Chick-fil-A combo. Mm -hmm. I, I think part two means that you're pretty serious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they now, because it's not just me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's they. All the kids on the bus are. It's like the know. second date, right? You go well, on the first it's, date. Well, we're not that. No, we're not there yet? <laughs> well, we're not that far. It's not the second date. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, it's, it's truly an honor. I'm excited. And, uh, man, it's going to be good. Really looking forward mm -hmm. to unpacking this one. Absolutely. There was something about <clears throat> the subject matter of of the episode and so we, we you've already shouted it out but yeah. uh if 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 you're just kind of tagging in today and you've not listened to the first episode you really need to go oh so good and listen to the first episode with brother williams on secret sauce mm -hmm. um absolutely poignant applicable uh discussion and on on the and, and this this is what I've, I picked up kind of resonating with our our listeners and in our audience when you started talking about the curtain that mm -hmm. is involved in every ministry mm -hmm. that the audience only sees one side of the curtain True. I don't even like saying audience because that kind of denotes performance but the congregation in the sense of ministry really only mm -hmm. sees the 60 minutes of the one side of the curtain. And, and you really took us back behind the scenes, if you will, of what really makes a ministry tick. And there was more there and we ran out of time and the <laughs> audience picked up on that and they want us to talk about it some more. So uh, uh, let me let me give you a chance to redeem yourself. Have you changed your mind, or do you still think that there's more to this than just the stage? I, I think there's there's absolutely more. I think that's a a powerful launching point uh, in a premise. Um, there's way more behind the stage than what people see mm -hmm. in front of the curtain. Um, I, I think it brings to mind a very powerful ministry, probably the, one of the most powerful ministries in the humanistic arena of mankind. And that was the prophet John the Baptist. Yeah. Uh, there was no man greater. that was born of a woman that was greater than John the Baptist. So if there's any case study of uh, in this experiment, this evaluation, I think John the Baptist is probably a good, a good sample. Uh, for what ministry looks like and the idea of what happens behind the scenes that is not seen. Um, right. It reminds, me, it reminds me of a particular scripture, Luke 1 and 80, uh, the very early life of John the Baptist. And, and obviously, we've, we, we've talked about young people, but this is applicable to all ages. But the Bible uncovers something very unique about his ministry. 
the Bible says that that John the Baptist was essentially exiled into a desert from his yeah. early years of life. And the Bible says, and the child grew, I mean, he matured, he developed and waxed strong in spirit. But that's 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 the part that we want to see. He was he was strong in spirit. There was none greater than John the Baptist. But the caveat was the Bible says that he was in the deserts mm. till the day oh, yeah. of his showing wow. unto Israel. Wow. There there was a whole lot of John the Baptist's life that we never saw. Yes. And there was a day of showing. S-H-E-W-I-N-G, or the day of revealing, the day of establishment, the day that he came from behind the curtain <laughs> and the, and Israel said, this is John the Baptist. But mm. the life of John the Baptist behind that curtain was nothing pretty at all, at all. Wow. I think that's a good place, a good place to start. That, um, yeah, you know, um, not, not to try to, garnish more out of the illustration than, than, than what it has fueled to drive us today. But uh, I remember going to Sight and Sound. I don't know if you've ever been yes. to any of their performances. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, we've actually done dramas in our church, and, and that always has interested me. So I wanted to see behind the scenes. And the reality is, is that their setup, as massive as it is, I've I've never been in a larger venue, a theatrical venue, than a sight and sound performance. But there behind the the, the scenes, behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. is almost twice the size Mm. as the front of the curtain is. That's powerful. So that just reinforces your point being that that what happens behind John, it, it, ma- it makes you begin asking those questions. What was happening in John's formative years in a wilderness setting? Mm-hmm. And what was it about that wilderness setting that was a prerequisite for him to be an, a, a, an adequate forerunner of Jesus Christ? Because yeah. really that's what all of our ministries still should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think there's a powerful idea in understanding that everyone that has ever walked into a high level capacity of ministry, there there will be if it has not already been in your life, there will be a moment in which your calling comes into question. Because there's going to be moments that you feel called. You know you're called. John the Baptist from his mother's womb, he he leapt with the spirit was sure upon him. He was filled with the spirit sure within the womb. So there was there was an evidence of a calling upon him. But what happens in that gap, in that temporal time lag between feeling called, knowing you're called, and the day you're actually walking in that, the day of showing. And that period. That period, unfortunately, is a very deserted wilderness of feeling isolated. God, do I am I even called? Everybody else is being 
utilized, they're active, they're moving. I feel invisible. My pastor doesn't know I'm even here. There's a there's a myriad of, of questions that begin to flow. Mm-hmm. And I think John the Baptist, I, I, I can't say it surely, there's no biblical text to to uh, give us that illustration. But if you if I'm a young John the Baptist, I, I want you to think about this for a moment. Here is a child, mm. a child who is a preacher's kid. Wow. His father's mm-hmm. his wow. father is doing the work in the temple. He's a yes. high priest in the temple. His cousin is the Messiah. I mean, that's that's huh. a huh. that's a terrible place to be. That's a lot of expectation <laughs> right there. Yes. And he's he's forced to go to a desert and he's exiled to the point that mom and dad is not helping him find his ministry. He is learning to live in the wilderness on his own. And is, that is it is it is safe? Huge. Is it safe to say that yeah, it is huge. Is it safe to say from Zacharias's standpoint that God has called John to a ministry that Zacharias don't know how to help him form? Absolutely. Absolutely, because it, there there could be a temptation of Zechariah to put the ephod on his son. Uh. But everyone, everyone on this earth has to fulfill their individualistic purpose. And your capacity, your purpose is not what God called me to do. Right. And John, early on in his life, he had to learn how to sustain himself in the desert. He had to learn how to live. I mean, just think about this. He had to learn how to live in a desert as a child, mm. but somehow he waxed strong in spirit and grew but, and he had to learn how to live. And that in word a right there grew in the wilderness. Yes. Did he not grew just, in the wilderness. He didn't just survive. <clears throat> no, he, that's a great disparity. He grew in the wilderness. I mean, there's, 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 there's yes. very little that can grow in a wilderness. That's so good. Yes. Yes. He had to learn what to eat. Yeah. He, when, when, when you're in a desert place, there's hunger and there's thirst mm. that happens naturally. But biblically, they that hunger and thirst, what you eat and what you digest and what you drink matters. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness <laughs> shall be filled. Mm. And so when you're hungry and you're thirsting and you feel isolated, into a place of a deserted wilderness and you say, I don't know how I'm going yeah. to make it to the place where, where God has called me to be. What you eat and drink in the wilderness, John, will either destroy you or is going to develop you. You have you gotta be very, very careful. And that's that's powerful. This child has to learn, hey, you might not want to eat that scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it might not be a good meal for you. He has to learn that the locust and the honey is good protein for him. He has to learn that on his own. And the, the, the setting is so raw. Yes. It's not pretty. It's uncultivated, undomesticated, untamed, raw atmosphere that, that the fragility of immaturity, he's having to navigate it as a child. As a child, as a child, and that's and that's a powerful, that's a powerful revelation that you know even even when we talk about young people, young people have to realize that the forging of your ministry 
is not always in the temple. Jesus, Jesus, ironically, had the same the same upbringing mm-hmm. in the sense because mm-hmm. Luke two and thirty nine, when Jesus leaves Galilee yep. and he goes into Nazareth, Nazareth, the Bible says in verse forty the same thing it says about John and the child grew, and waxed strong in spirit. He's here are two young people, two children of destiny, and they both grow and they both wax strong in spirit. One grows in the wilderness, one grows in the temple. Two different pathways. Okay, so what I'm getting out of this is that where you grow Mm -hmm. is less important than that you grow. (laughs) Essentially, essentially, everybody, everybody does not have the same pathway. Okay, let, let, let me say it this way. You definitely, because he grew until the day of, of his showing, so you yes. don't want to be shown before you're grown. You there, There's cut oh, to be... Press the button. Press the button. There it is. You, 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 cannot, you cannot feed someone if you're malnourished. He, he oh, was not, they were not okay hit the button again there's back to backs <laughs> yeah you you have you have to you have to preach you have to operate oh. you have to minister from a place and you have to operate from a place of strength you cannot you cannot feed someone if you don't have food and john john knew he he knew how to survive and thrive in the desert what he was eating and what he was wearing was oh, all fit sure. for the wilderness. You have to wear the right garment in the wilderness. He could. Yeah. I can you imagine John in a priestly garment in the wilderness? He'll burn up to death. Yes. But in but instead, he's wearing camel camel's hair, and he's he's arrayed in the garment that is fitting for the wilderness. And had he become trapped in the paradigm of of persuasion to say, "Hey, my dad is a preacher. Maybe I'm a preacher." Mm. My my dad is is so and so. Maybe maybe I'm called. You have to find an individualistic pathway to ministry, because what John didn't know, had he chased the garment of the priest, he would have missed the robe of the prophet. He would have missed right what God it had. God was elevating him to a higher place than the priestly nature. He was a prophet, and there was none greater. Well, and because there was coming a shift. Yes. The role of the priest was fixing to be replaced mm. by the approach of who he was forerunning, who is both sacrifice yes. and priest. But the high priest was about to show up. Right. The so high priest. to jockey for that position would have been shorter lived than the role of the prophetic that he was called to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think besides, and I hope I hope this is making some sense. I think besides learning how to navigate and walk in the wilderness, once you once you found find your way to strengthen, it's something interesting about John's day of showing that really blows my mind. Mm. It says that he remained in the desert until or till the day of his showing. Mm. But what's really powerful about John's ministry is he never even made it out of the wilderness. He, John never served one day in the temple. Mm. In fact, when, when his ministry is, is revealed in Mark 1 and 4, 
the Bible says that John did baptize in the wilderness exactly. and preached the baptism of repentance. He never, ever left the wilderness. Essentially, what that means is people have to learn that ministry is not where you're going. Ministry is where you are. Mm-hmm. Ministry is where oh, you have good. to learn to be fruitful. You have to learn to be uh, fervent. You have to learn to have a desire and drive and learn that ministry is where I am right now. What If you're cleaning the bathroom floors in yes. the house of God, that yes. is your ministry in the moment. That that is that is so powerful. I hope people can understand that. People look down the road and they're waiting. When is my day? When does the curtain open? When is when is the revealing? When is the showing? You you have to learn to operate in the wilderness mm. if you're going to be a prophet among the nations. Wow. There is there 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 is so much to this because. Um, Okay, you, you, here, here's another example that, that's coming to mind. If you try to short-circuit the process, and I'm, I'm not wanting to get ahead of where you're even going, okay? But No, I love it. I but, love it. But where, when you try to short-circuit the process, because the reality is, is even though Jesus grew in the temple, he had his wilderness moment as well. Yes, So absolutely. So I, I, I heard a statement made the other day that there are, too many desertless leaders in our generation. So that's that's powerful to think about. Yeah, because everybody's wanting the shortcut. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to the stage, yes. if you will, or the shortcut. Yeah, right mm-hmm. to the yes. fulfillment of of where everyone else recognizes in public what God has shown you in private. Yes. You cannot, oh, you cannot get, you cannot get to the promised land unless you go through the wilderness. It is not possible to avoid the wilderness. Right. It is not possible. And so it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who you are. Where I see this is even in the process of seeking for the replacement for Judas. Yeah. Yes. They're they're, they're not willing to wait on, on the process. So they, they actually use the word show. It's in Acts, uh, I think, the first chapter. They said, it now we're going to see which one of the two that we bring to God. Yeah, our picks. <laughs> our suggestions. Yes, yeah. right? yes. Joseph yeah. called Barnabas yes. and Matthias. Yes, they do use the word show. Yes. And they use the word show. That God will yes. show us which one of the two options we gave him are the replacement for Judas. When if they yes. would have waited, God would have picked Paul. That was God's. Oh. In, in my opinion, that was the one that was to replace Judas. That's so, so good. That's so, so good. But we view timelines and we get threatened by them. Yes. I think, I think people, people are typically afraid of the wilderness because every wilderness has something to teach us. John's wilderness developed him. Your desert is not meant to destroy you. Oh. Your desert was never intended to destroy you. Your yes. desert is there to develop you. But everyone's desert looks different. Everyone's desert looks different. Yes. John had to learn to put on the garment of humility. Humility was what his ministry 
was. It was it was what the desert was trying to teach him. He must increase and I must mm. decrease. I am just a forerunner of the one that's coming after me who shoot shoot like I'm not worthy to un, to unlace. John's wilderness was forging humility. Jesus's wilderness was a fight against temptation because he could not be the high priest after mm. the order of Melchizedek, the high priest, which cannot be touched from the feelings of our infirmities and was tempted at all points like yes. as we are. Yes. Jesus was driven into the wilderness by the spirit, yes. not the devil. The devil, the devil did not drive Jesus no. into the wilderness. Jesus was driven into the wilderness to be tempted mm -hmm. for 40 days. And the only reason why Jesus had a wilderness was to triumph over temptation. The only reason why he was there was you have to triumph over temptation. That is why you are going to the wilderness. Okay, and this ties back what he faced in the wilderness. Just this, this, this is this is coming to me now as, as we're discussing this. Let it flow. Let what, it flow. What he is facing in the wilderness, which is that 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 demonic temptation. He comes yes. out of that wilderness in the power of the Spirit. So the Spirit leads Ooh. in. He comes out in the power of what led him in. Yes. But the calling yes. of God, the calling that was on him, was to destroy the works of the devil. Absolutely. So he That's had so to good. go to the wilderness to do that. Then comes out, and everywhere he goes, the devil's crying out, saying, why are you tempted? Why are you troubling me why are you, before why? my time? Why, why, why? Just leave yes. me alone. Yes. Hey, you mentioned something about, about coming out prematurely. Prematurely. Yes. Some people are not willing to wait and wait out the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Yes. When it gets too hard. Yes. When they're not being noticed, when the phone is not ringing, when, they, when there's, there's no essential affirmation of their ministry, they're like, well, maybe I'm not called. When if they just wait out the wilderness, you Bro. can step behind the desk and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach. And he said, this day, this day is this word fulfilled in your ears. There's gonna be a day of fulfilling if you can just wait out the wilderness. Bro, Moses is this guy. He's Moses guy. knows he's supposed to be a deliverer and kills the Egyptian, and that's what sent him to the wilderness. He said, you know your purpose, but mm. you're too immature to handle that. Now's not your oh. time. Get to the wilderness. He, tr he tried to take matters in his own hands. Yes. He tried. He tr that That is the repeated theme throughout Scripture. If you go before God, if you prematurely arrive, it is never good. Yeah, People are going to die. Really, the, yes, that's right. Mistakes <laughs> will be made. There's going to be some casualties. Yeah. There's going to be that's some right. bodies yeah. in the sand. And and, and I've heard on God. I've heard guys try to you know even some Jewish writers that I've read they they they, they try to make this such an honorable moment in Moses's life, and 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 I can see to a point what they're doing, but only to a point because even Moses knows, man, he buries the body. He's like, nah, Skeletons. let's let's hide this over here. I, 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 Not a moment to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. The the, the time so, was so good. off. Here, here is what people don't know. 
like essentially we don't know how close we are to our day of showing. We, we are not, we're not, we're not sure when you're unsure about when God is going to open up the portals of heaven and pour out anointing and you begin to operate the difference between the, the wilderness and the day of showing for Jesus was 16 verses, mm-hmm. 16 verses. Yes. He's in the wilderness being tempted by the devil 40 days and he hungered. You remember, it matters what you eat in the wilderness. He hungered in the wilderness. And when he comes out, it is only 16 verses between when he was tempted and when he had triumph. 16 verses. And I think sometimes people just don't realize how close they are. And they, to missing their blessing, to missing, to missing the moment that God used them. Absolutely. I remember, I remember uh, Bishop Wade Bass telling a story in a young minister session. And uh, I hope he won't mind me borrowing this. He talked about a young minister that had promise in the church and he felt he felt like God wanted to do something with him. And he was he was within a week. He felt like he was going to start using him more and more in the church, visibly using him. He said, but just a week or so before he was he had planned Mm -hmm. to use him. He said the young man came to him and said, "I, I think I think. It's my time to leave. I'm not being used here. I feel God's calling me. I don't think anyone sees me. I I, I know I'm called. Hmm. And he's sitting there and he's saying, if he had just understood Hmm. that he was in the process, he was in the queue, he was downloading. And he did not let the download complete. I I have the same story. And the problem is, is at that moment, you can't tell the person that. You can't tell them because now they forfeited right. the right to be used. Right. Oh, right. They forfeited. They forfeited their opportunity. So, so D- David has this. Is is this not David? I mean, all I of his. Just, you've read my mind. You've read my mind. Go. go. <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> all of the boys are on the front line. That's the showy part. Yeah. All of his brethren. He's back at home with an anointing that he knows he's called to be leading the charge. Absolutely. And history Absolutely. reveals that he was the man. Mm-hmm. They are on the front line hiding from the giant that David will kill. He is hidden in the backfield looking after sheep. My goodness. My goodness. Aren't you better off? Yeah. To let yourself overcook in the desert. <laughs> mm. if, yeah. if you're unsure, just why don't you stay another night? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well done. Yeah. Well, well done. done in the wilderness. Well, hey, let's put the Bible on it. He well said, well done. done. Well, well done. done. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Some, hey. Oh, my goodness. Wow. wow. That well right done. there is some popcorn. Well done in the wilderness. Ah. Well done. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Well done. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't learn your if you don't learn to walk in the wilderness, you're you're gonna walk until they'll tell somebody drop dead. Jesus God said, Listen, you're not going into the promised land. All of the all of the murmurs and complainers that have been saying, mm. We've been waiting for this yeah. exile all of this time. Yeah. We've been waiting for the day of promise. We've been waiting for this milk and honey. We don't see it. Moses doesn't know what he's talking about. 
And he said, oh, OK, so you don't know, you don't think that I'm able to walk you through the wilderness. You're going to die in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to you're going to stay right here. You're not even going to set one big toe on the other side wow. of the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that's a powerful idea. You know, people people have to learn the principle of walking mm -hmm. in the wilderness and walking in your desert. I think about I think about the young cult that Jesus had summoned for the revealing his revealing yes. Yes. when they're saying Hosanna, Hosanna. This is the first time that he's really recognized amongst the people outside of the temple. He's yes. he's he's he get in on the dome. The young cult is with him and, and he's they're singing this palm leaves, palm leaves in the city. Think about that young cult, his entire life. Mm. There is one moment, there is one day that he's going to be revealed with the Messiah. Yes. But there's something powerful about where you find him. The Bible says that when you go to find this young cult, it is actually the fulfillment it is actually a fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy, Zechariah 9 and 9. It is fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy that Jesus is going to ride in on this cult. Right, right. But this prophecy is the waiting of 500 years. It is a 500-year prophecy from the time that Zechariah prophesied that Jesus is going to ride on a cult until that cult is untied from that post. That is a long time. Wow. Well, <laughs> 500 years until the day of showing. Yes. People can't wait five minutes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't wait five days. Yeah. It is 500 years of waiting for the fulfillment of prophecy. But what happens with this young cult is very interesting. I think I hope I hope nobody in Peter is listening to what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on them. Go. If you've ever if you've ever went to a steak restaurant or or fine dining restaurant and you've and you've partaken in the in the the like the delightfulness of the delicacy of veal, mm. the harshness nature of veal is, is probably why there's activists, but <laughs> they 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 take a young they take the young of of the calf and they they essentially want to ensure that his meat is tender right is not well done it's tender it is it is it is weak in nature and so they restrict and confine the movements and the motions of that animal so that the meat is not as strong it would be in a muscular nature so they do, you yes, follow you yes, follow where we going yes. so they 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 intentionally underdevelop this young calf. Right, right, right. If you think about the cult, how in the world is a cult, a young cult, able to bear the weight of a man and he's never been wow. ridden before? Wow. How How Very is that good. possible? Because I'm thinking he's tied to a post, is what the Bible says. His motion is restricted. Mm. But in my mind, the only thing that can strengthen your legs strong enough is walking mm. the only thing that can strengthen you and i can see that coat just pacing back and forth tied to that post waiting 
waiting for that moment, waiting yes. for that moment. Yes. If you're going to wait, you might as well walk in the waiting. Very, very good, man. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to, yeah. they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. Right. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. Right. They, they shall walk and right. not grow weary. Walk. The only way you can get strength is if you walk. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the only way you're going to have enough strength to not grow weary in the wilderness. You have to walk continually. He told Abraham, every, every, I'm going to give you the land everywhere your feet shall trod. But Moses, you will not, you will not inherit the land if you stay yeah. stationary. Yeah. You have to walk. You have to walk. That and there, there so are good. too many people. I'm going to say something. And I'm going to say this is a trigger warning to every young preacher that's ever wanted to Ooh, be a preacher. Here we go. Here's here we go. God is not interested in soft-handed ministers. Mm. People that, that want ministry handed to them, and there's no callous on their oh, hands. You yes. have to work in yes. the kingdom of God. You have to have walked somewhere, been somewhere. You have to have... I'm telling you, there are too many people. They sit there. And forgive me for bringing a phone in the matter. They sit there waiting for a phone call. Yes. For that day that a preacher says, hey, I want you to come preach for me. Mm -hmm. That's not how this thing works. Right. God, God rewards the workers, the laborers. The laborers are few. I, we, just we just transitioned there. But I'm telling you, there are too many people that they are waiting for that day of showing without working in the wilderness. There without are walking in the wilderness. There are too many that are willing to sing for a king, but won't oh. sing for God by themselves. By themselves. David sang. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The first time David sang was not in front of King Saul. That's right. No, no. Everybody wants that. Everybody's everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody wants the, everybody wants the curtain call. Yeah. Everybody wants the encore. Let me. Even if you use momentarily at one particular moment in your life, it doesn't it doesn't mean it. I, I, I don't know how to say this any any differently. We have to be willing to to be used in the capacity that God wants us to be mm -hmm. used. in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Big difference. So, Simon that that bore the cross for Jesus. He had one time mm. that he was used and we never hear him ever we never hear of him ever again but that one moment was yep. so powerful in his yep. life if you're asked to testify just one time it better be the most powerful testimony you ever gave in your life mm -hmm. that and, doesn't mean you're necessarily called to preach well and mm -hmm. and you're not you're not mm -hmm. you're not supposed to live the rest of your life wondering why god gave up on you and yeah, right. what what did yes, i do so how, that he don't his you know i remember oh, when he laid his hand on I'm me i'm such a loser <laughs> that's so beautiful yeah yeah. Listen, listen, I, I, I hope I hope somebody can hear this. This is why this is why Paul admonished us. He said it is not wise for us to compare ourselves oh yes. among oh ourselves. My. Yes. Because everyone has a and their own individualistic capacity of ministry to fulfill. Your right. vessel has only so much capacity that God will pour in and use you. But don't compare yourself to Zachariah, John, because you are meant to be one of the greatest prophets that will. Yeah, <laughs> you're not meant to be a high priest in the temple. 
Right. I want you to be I want you to be a warrior in the wilderness. I want you to be the voice crying in the wilderness. And there's nothing more important than answering that that prophetically foretold moment even if that's all that it is. If the cult just Absolutely. walks off and says forget it, I'm not waiting no longer, then the whole narrative crumbles. When do we narrative. hear about the cult again? When do we hear about the cult ever again? Right. We don't. Right. We don't hear that the, even when you get a day of showing, don't think you arrive to anything because because men, God raises kings and sets them down. Sure does, yeah. Yes. Listen, listen. If I if God God has afforded me in young years of ministry to preach meetings and conferences, and I'm humbly grateful for that. But let ladies and gentlemen, please don't mistake this. And I'm not saying this to sound humble. If I never got one more phone call, you better believe. I will not feel unfulfilled in ministry. I'll go pick up a Bible study chart and keep on working for God because it's not about the stage. Mm -hmm. It's about it's about the work. It is about the kingdom of God decreasing and letting God, letting the king get the glory. Yes. But I, I, I that, think I think you have raised such an important part of ministry that we all have to keep ourselves in check with. Yes. Yes. If, if if we don't have the conversation that we just had, and if, if you don't approach ministry from the standpoint that you just approached ministry from, yes, then you literally do begin to do what you just stated that you won't do. You begin to waffle mm. because oh. it appears like doors are closing. It appears like yes. for whatever reason I'm no longer needed on the stage. So now all of a sudden the young minister that's come up that God has brought uh the younger minister the next generation. Yes. I'm, I'm feeling threatened now rather than oh, feeling so fulfilled. Jo oh, that is a that is the word fulfilled. Yes. The day of showing is the fulfillment of ministry. Yes. John Jesus in the same sentence when his disciple, when John's disciples, when when there's a conversation, should we look for another? Is this the one that you were talking about? Is this the one that's going to be the mm -hmm. Messiah? Is he the one, or should we look for another? And John asks. He said, "Well, what's ha that? What's happening? What's going on?" They said, "Well, blinded eyes are open, and he's telling all these miracles." And when word gets back to John, the mm -hmm. very next thing that Jesus said is, "Blessed is he." Tell John, oh, "Blessed is he <laughs> that is not offended in me." And John, John rests in knowing my work is done. I've done what I was supposed to do. Right. Do you guys remember Bishop Lambeth and his episode where he said John was willing to shut down his own ministry? Oh, mm. okay. And do you remember uh, Raymond Woodward stating in the conversation that he had in the episode that we done on transition? Right, right. He said it's easier to die sometimes than it is to decrease yes oh <laughs> yeah, oh that was like kapow yeah yeah you know i i oh that that's that's so beautiful i i think you see that transition in david you see mm. that david was willing to invest mm. in the next generation even though he god told him your kingdom is going to be forever he was willing to invest by acquiring enough iron iron for the nails of the doors of the temple to give to Solomon. Yes. Rather than sabotage Solomon. 
He did not sabotage him. Wow, he right. realized mm -hmm. God's kingdom has to keep going, whether I'm the, whether I'm the man or not. Wow. And I think I think if if everyone if everyone said, hey, look, this curtain call is not about me. Hey, go out. You did it. You had a good performance. This is not about me. Mm. Right. If somebody somebody gives you an encore, listen, it's all about God. It's all about God anyway. And at some point, after oh, I feel the Holy Ghost mm. right now. After mm. the applause are over, after the hand clapping is over, after the, the shoulder patting is over. You still have to go back behind the curtain. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. You cannot mm -hmm. stay on the stage. You do. No, yeah, which you don't, you you don't live to, there, right? You don't. Nobody. You don't live there. After, Not sustainable. Even after performing, after preaching, even after a curtain call, and they applaud you encore, encore, encore. Guess what? The lights have to be turned out, and you have to go right back behind stage where you came from. This, God. This is Elijah's ministry. Oh, yes. After Talk you've called it. fire down from heaven. Yes. You can be on the other side of the curtain so struggling with depression that you become suicidal. In a wilderness. He, felt a, he, became, he didn't know how to handle it. He didn't know what to do with it. So here's a huge, here's, here's a huge element, not to get derailed, but I, I, no, I believe this is... This is fundamental to to ministries that have access to the stage but don't know what to do when they go back beyond, behind the curtain. It's it's a vulnerable moment for those ministries, the ones that are mm -hmm. used powerfully. It makes yes. no sense that Elijah would be so intimidated by one woman named Jezebel after single-handedly killing the amount of the prophets of Baal that he had just killed the day uh, before, calling fire down from heaven. You you know, he said something that's so powerful, and I, I don't want to take it out of context, but essentially Elijah was talking to God like he was upset and frustrated. I thought I was your man. Mm -hmm. And God said, what are you talking about? I got seven other. I got seven thousand other ones just like you. Yes, <laughs> you're yes. not the only one, Elijah. Yes. You're not the guy. You're not the man. Yeah, you're the man under the man. I'm the only one. You're I'm one of the, many. I, <laughs> you're one of many. Okay, you're one of many. And 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 I think that fits into. You notice the solution for dealing with the depression that Elijah was dealing with. Talk to me. God. God said. Here's another display of fire. Oh, but that's not me. Oh, here, here's here's a mountain shaking. Oh, but that's not me. That's here's, not me. Here's wind. Oh, but that's not me. Oh, a yes. Still, small oh. voice, and says, "Come to the front of the cave, and I've got some instructions yes. for you. Go find an Elisha." Oh, that's so beautiful. Your problem, Elijah. Is that you're alone? You are alone. Wow! Don't wow! Wow! You ever be alone again on this side of the curtain? The and whisper that, in the wilderness. Yeah, that's so powerful. He heard God's voice, and God was like, "You cannot be alone. It is not. It is not good for man to it be alone. It is not good." So that goes back to our previous discussion in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Elijah served Elijah in his room and you never read again of Elijah struggling with depression.
That's so powerful. I think that's a beautiful component um, of ministry in totality that we all we all have to understand that we are not an island unto ourselves. Ooh, uh, we, we need the spirit of God. We need the church. We need, I know that everyone isn't forged in the wilderness, but sometimes we are forged in the temple. Jesus, his rearing, his development, his growth was sitting around the elders and he was iron sharpening iron. Mm. You cannot do without your pastor. You cannot do without your local church. Listen, I don't care. Listen, oh God, help me. You can't just prop up a, a Facebook video and say, hey, I'm a Facebook preacher. You need the house of God. You need to yes. be connected to people if you're gonna if you're gonna be a minister. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot be isolated unto yourself. And and I think the more you're used, the more critical that is. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's it's like it's it's like the idea of Falling from the bottom rung of the ladder is no different than falling from the top rung of the ladder in the sense of I can do the same thing at the bottom of the ladder mm -hmm. and I can mm. recover. Mm -hmm. But if I do the very same thing that I did at the bot bottom of the ladder at the top, yes, the consequences are more mm. extreme. Same action, different result. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, great, great is the fall. Yes. And it can, it can be fall. lethal. What, what what just bruises you and nobody knows becomes something that everybody knows because of how many rungs up the ladder you've gone. So the size of the stage and the size of to, to, to take away the performance side of it, the the platform of ministry that God has given you, it makes it more fundamental that every Elijah has an Elijah. Yes. I know we talk as young men about our role mm -hmm. as Elijah to serve Elijah. But I'm telling you, Elijah needed Elijah. Yes. You're that's right. so powerful. Mm -hmm. He needed him. My God. No, that's 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 a very beautiful revelation. And I, I pray that people that hear this will understand the idea of, of capacity and understand um, the arena of, behind the curtain in the wilderness. I think that's a very hard place for people to deal with, honestly and truthfully. Um, everyone everyone that's felt called to ministry in some point of their life, even those that are still grappling with those thoughts, learning, learning where God places you to be content in that and not to covet and, and envy when someone is in the position, in the seat that you thought was meant for you. Wow. That's a hard thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. it think, is. think about when David, think about when David invites <clears throat> Mephibosheth to sit at his mm -hmm. table. Yeah. Think about that. Think about he is inviting one of Saul's sons. He's inviting one of his sons to sit at his table. Mm. Don't you think that would cause conflict with David's sons, the Absaloms in the world? I said, wait a minute. I I thought that was I thought that was my seat. Yeah. I thought I thought that was my position. And we if we're not if we're if we're not seeking the true submittive will of God and we're seeking our own position, we're asking for a day a day of destruction and not a day of showing.
the it, let, let me let me bring another uh, example into this because I I think that you would agree with me that there is a dimension of spiritual warfare associated with the day of showing and for sure leading up to the day of showing. Oh, unequivocally, uh, without question, that that's warfare. So, so Jesus obviously is the consummate example of of that in the wilderness. But when you go and read in Second uh, Kings, where I don't know, maybe chapter ten, chapter eleven, in there, where it's talking about Athaliah, mm. who is coming against her own family to preserve her time on the main stage. And she's willing to kill her own family. That is wild. To yes. lengthen the the time in the Tenure. spotlight. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Right? And somebody grabs Joash and runs him to the temple. God. as a child and says we're going to hide you here yeah because she's <laughs> yes <laughs> and we're going to let you grow in private oh yes oh yes until the day of your showing he's a young child and he was gro- he had to grow he had to he had to oh that's so beautiful and 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 this this is this is what as you were talking about this this example came to my mind because she, and this is where I think the spiritual warfare component is, when they brought him out to show him to Israel, mm. she starts screaming, treason. Come treason. on, somebody. She was ready. Yes. Treason. And the adversary will always think that it's treasonous. Yes. When you're being it's not revealed. Fair. It's not fair. Oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Because the divine showing is always treason to the kingdom of evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, when that's, Jesus... That's a real threat. That's yeah. a real threat. When Jesus comes out of the wilderness, kingdom. it is treason to the kingdom of that's evil. That's a threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have, to, you have to destroy him. This is why you see the idea of a Pharaoh... If he can, the, the easiest the, the easiest form to destroy something in is in its infancy. It is much easier Always. to destroy a child than it is to destroy an adult. Right. And so he right. realizes if I don't kill these Hebrew boys, they're going to grow to be Hebrew men. And that's a threat to and become, me. And become an Hebrew army. Yes. And that's a threat to my kingdom. And so he realizes I have to kill the child before it grows. Yes. I have to kill Moses before he becomes the leader. I have to destroy him. And that's, I, I, I know I, it's hard for me to shy away from young people, but that's why it's so powerfully pivotal for young people to understand their responsibility to wax strong in spirit. You can't just sit idle with no prayer life. You can't sit idle with no consecration. You mm. can't sit idle in your wilderness because while while you're in the wilderness, you have to wax strong in spirit. You have to grow 
and wax strong in spirit. There's an adversary trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy you in, in your desert. And there are too many, there are too many people that they get destroyed by the desert better rather than develop in that desert. And we need as many people to come out strong with the spirit of God upon them mm. when they come out of the wilderness. A mountaintop experience with God that's undeniable when you come out of the wilderness. That's what we got to have. It's needed. It is needed. It is absolutely needed. No, behind the curtain is not a pretty place. Who wants to wear a camel's hair? <laughs> who, wa who wants to be, who has a girl's skin about that long? Who wants their diet to be locusts and honey? Nobody wants that. That's not pretty. But if you understand that wilderness, you'll understand why he was the greatest prophet among men, born of a woman. Mm. You'll understand that. You'll understand that. And that's all revealed. And, and, and I think this is important. The day of showing will happen, and that it will at happen. that moment is not arrogance. It's not. It's not no. cocky. It's not pride. It is the fruition no. of the fruitfulness in a desert place being manifest. Yes, yes. You have you have to you have to wait on on the Lord and be patiently. Be patient. You have to be patient. David talked about it so long, so many times. I think Psalm forty when he said, "I waited patiently." on the Lord. Mm. And so patience, patience is the principle that propels you out of the wilderness. Patience, patience is how you wax strong in spirit. And so I, I hope this really ministers to someone more than anything. Uh, this probably was more than a, a ministry session than anything, but I, I really believe that if people can grab a hold of it, because there are a lot of people that struggle with those isolated moments of concealment, when they feel that no one sees them, no one understands what they feel called to, mm. that their disposition and their placement does not look like, God, I'm supposed, I, I have a, I can sing, but, but the praise team leader has not asked me to sing a solo yet. Mm. And frustration and bitterness and offense can really, really destroy you more than anything. If you don't kill it, it will kill you. If you don't kill the spirit of offense, it will kill you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how how and many John, how many ministries have we lost because of that? Countless bodies. Yeah. Countless bodies. This is why this is why there's a valley of dry bones. Unfulfilled potential. Yeah. Unfulfilled potential. That army was a great and exceed an exceeding great army. But they died in a valley in the wilderness. And it was only the hand of God that resurrected those bones. But how many bones, how many bones were there in the wilderness yeah. that were not resurrected? A whole nation, 20 and over, a whole nation died in the wilderness. Brother Williams, I really believe that that even, even those that have been listening to us today, I believe that there is a generation yes that is rising that is willing to go the distance to yes. be developed oh that's so powerful that's so beautiful it. i believe it I, I i think about something and i know we're we're wrapping up isn't it powerful 
that the, the, the conversation of proximity to the wilderness was honey. There was honey in John's wilderness. And the only thing that propelled those young people to say, hey, we're coming out of this wilderness was, a, was, was that the land was flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, absolutely. They, had a li- they took a little honey back. They took the fruits of the land and said, hey, this is how we're going to make it out of the wilderness because we got something to look forward to. There's a day coming that we're not going to be in the wilderness anymore. Mm. Oh, man, I'm telling you, there. if people could just wait on God, yesterday, just wait on God. Yesterday I mentioned this in preaching in our local church. The previous generation couldn't get over the leeks, the garlics, and the onions. Mm. God. Why not talk about the next generation, about I want the honey and the milk, and, and I want the fruit. So- the, the listen. The, the tomorrow is always sweeter mm. than going back to yesterday. That's so. That's so good. So 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 don't don't get so caught up in yesterday that that you just got the garlic and the sharpness of the onion and the leek, but 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 go for the sweetness of what God has in to your say, tomorrow. I was about to say, I'll rather honey over onions any day. Any day, any day, any day. Amen to that. And that's why we both like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A Get sauce. honey on them biscuits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> something tells oh, me we're going to hear some chiming for more corn. I think that that's going to be the request. We need it. We need it. I want some more Chick-fil-A. You're making me hungry right now. I want some yeah. Chick-fil-A right now. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today. This has been absolutely, absolutely incredible. And uh, no, no, the pleasure was all mine. You guys are doing an incredible job. I'm, I'm honored uh, to be a guest, honored to be a part. Keep on, keep on having a, the conversation. Keep on propelling the kingdom of God. Really love what you guys are doing. Great, great work. Great, great work.